Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Live from the John's Refrigeration Media Center at the East Valley Institute of Technology, this is 88.7 The Pulse, KPNG, Chandler, Phoenix, and KVIT, Apache Junction, Goldfield, Ghost Town, Arizona. This is Wrench Nation, car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. With your hosts, Frank and Steve. Hello, Frank. What is happening, people? It is Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse. Steve and Frank and your phone calls at 480-655-8870 or your text. All that is car is what Wrench Nation is all about. Rock on, people. We welcome you back every Wednesday at 4 o'clock, you little home plate for car care. And now Wrench Nation is smack dab in the middle of Wayback Wednesday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Hey, it's all right. Little yeah. Johnny Gill and some We got to pick up some good Wrench Nation Wayback music today. Yeah, we'll figure that you gotta out. Yeah, think of one, yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. figure that out. So we had, uh, you know, a great time this past week in the garage. You know, in the garage, we're always celebrating something. It's usually around food, Steve. I see that. I see this on Facebook a lot, Frank. Yeah. We People had... always bringing in food, and you're <laughs> sitting there, you're going like, oh, healthy food. It's something about food. No matter how technical we get, people, yes. uh, or how sort of in, you know, we're, we're all different. But you bring a little good, some food and a Way Back Wednesday music. Yes. We're all coming together. <laughs> there you we're go. We're all coming together. So uh, we'd like to welcome everybody back. You guys rock. This is like our number 57th show. Yeah, and welcome it, to all our new listeners because I know this morning we went uh, went for a little drive. We had to go to Live Nation, pick up some tickets to give away on the radio. And uh, by the way, uh, Third Eye Blind's coming down. We'll have tickets oh, this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love Third Eye Blind. Third Eye Blind. Yeah, 20 yeah. years ago, they released that Semi-Charm Kind of Life. Remember that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we'll play that today. It's a go-way-back song. But anyway, we saw the billboards again today. And the one that was going, uh, if you're going towards Awatuki at Ray Road, like you're getting off at Chandler Boulevard, you'll see one of the electronic ones. Of course, I-17 and I-10, and of course, 40th Street and Broadway. If you're a brand new listener, welcome to The Pulse and welcome to Wrench Nation. You're going to love it. Yeah, you know, we're talking about car care, car culture, some yep. music sprinkled in there. Look, at we want to inspire your car care. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, but perhaps you've got some issues with your ride, you're driving, you're in traffic, and, you know, you're scratching your head. You don't know how to deal with the mechanic. Uh, perhaps you want to get in the driveway and start messing and tinkering around. Uh, and that leads me to the show topic, people. Yeah, what are we talking about today? Well, I tell you, this is a big, big deal. You know, your ride is nice and clean. You just got done with the car wash. You yep. hung a nice little air freshener. Things are feeling good. And what happens? What? The check engine light oh. starts blinking at you. Now, hang on a second, because a couple weeks ago, my mom and I went to Yuma. All right. And she has a 2011 Dodge Caravan. Okay. Okay. And, and we went down to Yuma, and the check engine light was on. Uh-oh. And I'm sitting there going, Mom, did you know the check engine light's on? She said, I don't know what's going on. And she's like, no. And so, you know, the, it has a computer, so it has messages. Oh. So the first thing I did is I checked the messages to see if there's anything unusual in the messages. Right. You want to make sure nothing's going to catch on right. fire. The check oil engine oil light oh. was not reset the last time. So it wasn't a check engine light. Well, it was. No, it was a check engine light. 
It was ah, that check engine light. Ah. But the oil thing, when it says oil change needed, reset. was not reset. And that's a big problem. That was the only message that was there. Right. Oh, I also thought maybe the gas cap, so I went out and I made sure it was tightened, but it awesome. didn't reset. By the time, I, and the thing's only got 45,000 miles. It's a baby. Okay, it's only it's only six years old. Right. It's only got 45,000 miles, and my brother takes great care of it. Right. So we continued on the trip, which could have been bad, maybe. Well, you know, the thing is this. Yep. The maintenance light, and we'll touch upon this, because I know a lot of you guys are driving right now, and you've got, it's not quite the check engine light. could be the maintenance light. Okay. The maintenance light is cyclical. Okay. It, it's sort of not as serious. Okay. However, it needs to be reset. So right. maybe you went in for an oil change. I just don't like any kind of light. I don't like them lights no. either. No, nobody not, not, likes. Not when it's up there on the dashboard by the speedometer, and I'm seeing it all the time. This is- No likey. Your prized possession, whether it be- uh, an 8 1989 Nissan Maxima or a 2015 Kia Rio. Now, I understand in my younger days, I had an Isuzu Rodeo, 1995. That's when they used to go through the birthday cake. Okay, yeah. Remember? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you guys listening, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about Kurt Cobain and, yeah. you know, that sort of thing and maybe not having yeah. it. But for our younger air, listeners, yeah, yeah, the last we used to have really good commercials. Right. Oh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. People actually used to watch it. No, yeah. but I, I had a Rodeo, Frank, and I was, uh, I was, I was 20. 24 years old. Yeah. And I just drove that thing into the ground. I never changed the oil. Yeah. Until finally the oil filter fell off. <laughs> and the check engine light went on and I'm driving it and all of a sudden it's a $4,800 repair. No bueno. Now let me ask Very you a bad. question. Yes. In your mind, you just drove it. How come you didn't take care of it? I Like, did you just, you were busy or you just, what was the, did nobody tell you you have to do an oil change periodically? Procrastination. All right. Do you I just, just keep putting it off. Oh, yeah, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And I was very busy because I not only I, I was, you know, run my DJ company. I worked yeah, on the busy. radio. Yeah. I was doing all kinds of things. Yeah. And and didn't I, you smell something? Um, No, I it, heard. So I heard knocking after the <laughs> after a God. while after the engine light went on. And yeah, you the, said, uh, yeah. Or the the oil light as well. Oh, the oil gosh. light goes on. That's when I thought I hear the knocking. That's a problem. You yeah. get that oil light. Listen, yeah. I always tell people you've oh. heard me say it before. If you go in the emergency room and you got chest pain. Yeah. It's probably not going to be the meatball you had the night yeah, before. Yeah. So oil light is chest pain. That's major problem. That problems. was a nightmare for me, though, getting that fixed. Oh, yeah. It took months well, yeah. to rebuild this engine, and I had to actually pull it out of one place and take it to another. Oh, yeah. Because they were so bad. Yeah. And it, then the second place was a little bit better, but I drove yeah. the thing, and finally I was just driving down the road one day. I, I drove, up to, drove up to a dealership and said, I'm trading this thing off. I'm getting rid of and it. And you were done. I Finished. was done. So if you guys got a check engine light, really, we're going to dive in. We have a lot of fun on the show. We appreciate you guys. But I really want to arm you guys up to understand, is this check engine light currently serious? What check engine lights could pose a serious problem? We're going to cover the top five, maybe the top seven of those check engine lights. And truly, these are the top check engine lights that can come on. If you took 100,000 check engine lights, you know, 60 to 70% in this arena, okay. these are going to be the top common ones. Can I wait? You guys are thinking to yourself, well, great, Frank, my check engine light's on. Um, I ain't got time. <laughs> um, so we're going to tell you some of these check engine lights. Can they wait? Will it cost you buku money? Uh, will I be stranded? I'm on a road trip. And I'm driving. And I thought everything was good, air freshener, nice. I got right. the oil change. And then right. the check engine light pops on. Right. You're in the middle of like a road trip. Right. I, like I was to Yuma. That's right. And the biggest thing, guys, I think you guys can appreciate this. How do I describe this nanny to my mechanic? Because I tell you guys listening, you're going to go in. Some of you may go in and get a code pull. Okay. And you'll say, 
hey, my check engine light's on and I got an oxygen sensor, PO, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, that's not always a great way you want, we always the say. The first thing I would ask is, how do you know this? Because obviously, uh, you know, people are going to always look online and see, what could this be? Just like just like WebMD. And that's cool. We want peace right? of mind. Who wants to go in bare bones naked to their you, mechanic with a big fat wallet? Right? right, right. But what I'm saying is, we are going to dive into the key elements of describing your symptom. So if you guys want to call in and you have an experience with a check engine light, or currently, you're driving. That bad boy came out, and now you came on, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Give us a call, because we are going to dive in. The whole show, check engine lights. 480-655-8870 is the phone number. That's 480-655-8870. That's right. And so before we dive in here, we got special guests coming up. we got Mr. Oh. Jeff Buckley out of Texas joining us, Greg Buckley. We've got Both JB. Buckley's today. we got the Buckley clan. we got a lot of great guests, and these guys are these guys are top-notch technicians. They're not perfect. Nobody is. But these guys know the business of check engine lights. Um, but as we always do first segment, i got to share some news, man. You know, Trump is always tweeting and farting, whatever the man is doing. He's in right. the news. And, and so something took place recently uh, related to one of his automobiles, people. He had a 2007 Ferrari. This was a beautiful F40, uh, F430 F1 coupe, fancy for expensive. Horsepower, beautiful, cutting edge. And so, you know, Trump, he's going to go out there and declare what he thinks he can get for this ride. And, of course, he had an auction house down in Florida try to get some money. Now, the bidding on the car, he was expecting to get somewhere like the rest, right around $350,000. Well, he went through the bidding, and I don't know, I, I don't know, this story doesn't say if it went in as Trump's Ferrari, because that may have created some some uh, problems like sure. some people would have said, man, nah, I ain't paying that much money for that right. Trump. Right. He's already got enough So money. I doubt, I think it went in quietly, but the fact is that car came in, it stopped at $240,000. Wow. That Ferrari should have got 350 K oh, really? all day long. And so he went to the democratic national headquarters. And I don't know it. what happened. If there was some <laughs> leakage, if there was physical leakage on the Ferrari or if there was some leakage going down, it'd be like but, Ivanka Trump's clothing line, but that yeah. actually went up in sales after that. So yeah, a little bit, a uh, yeah. little, you just never know with the uh, news or fake news, whatever you want to call it. Now Trump's had some Cadillac. He had his Cadillac limousine in the past. Uh, that thing got some money. It got 68,000. Maybe his name was on that. He's also had, guys, dig this, a Lamborghini Diablo. So all you, all my people, uh, I don't know if they're hanging. Uh, so, Tyler, where are all the rap stars hanging out? Does Tyler know where they all hang out? Lamborghini Diablo. They always oh. singing about a Lamborghini Diablo. My Lamborghini Diablo. That's old, man. Whatever. I don't know. But I'm saying Trump, he had one. Hold on. That's in the song Smack That. Right, thank you. Smack that. If you guys listen, straighten out this Ranch Nation outfit. But Trump had his Cadillac. He had the Ferrari, but he also had the Lamborghini Diablo. And that sucker got 460. There you go. All right, so here comes Trump's Lamborghini Diablo. It's coming out on the auction block. We got 150, 155. Hold on a minute. It's Trump's Lamborghini. All right, let's start the rebidding. That's 20,000. That's 22,000. 23, 23. Wait a minute. We got to get more money for this. Oh, my goodness. Did you say it was Mr. Trump? Was that what you wanted? Well, a little background. A <laughs> little sensitive. Well, I had my... There you go. So I think Trump's name can hurt or maybe help him. If he's, I think if he's, in, uh, if he's in Thailand and they're interested in a hotel, maybe. 
but his cars are not getting as much. That Lamborghini Diablo got uh, Diablo got four hundred and sixty thousand. That was last year. It was on eBay. Maybe he should just put it under a different name. And currently, that was like a, Tronald Dump. No, I don't know. I'm what not Donald is. Trump. I'm Tronald Dump. I don't know what it is. I know the limousine that they put together. Uh, the presidential limousine is known as the Beast People. Uh, there were only like I think eight made, and that's a million dollar plus to put all that Batman mobile type stuff together. Of course, we got to protect our presidents. So there is your automotive news. People. All righty. Well, all right, we got some special shout outs. This is known as April. We all know it's April, and April people is National Car Care Month. It's just designed to call to attention, get into that underhood of your ride, check the oil, and while you're at it, get to carcare.org. They've got all of the information if you lost your owner's manual. Car Care Council, carcare.org, people. It is free, it is a nonprofit, and our good friend, we got a lot of young female listeners. You guys rock. And we've got so many female leaders in our industry. Audra Forden is going to be on Rachel Ray's show this Thursday. Audra Forden is a uh, second-generation shop owner out of New York City for all our New York peeps out there. You guys rock. And Audra Forden, uh, with her brand Women Auto, A-U-T-O, no, uh, she's going to be on Rachel Ray. So if you guys want to catch what she's doing uh, you can check your local listings for Rachel Ray, and that is your shout-outs, people. And also, we're getting ready to announce the Wrench Nation Scholarship. Oh, I'm excited. For a female adult who wants to go to school here at EVIT, the East Valley Institute of Technology, one of the finest auto programs by far in the state and in the southwestern U.S. Well, I'll tell you what, people. Um, Steve and I, last show. Yep, the last few shows we've been talking about. And, it. and you guys listening have been great. You guys know we're all community. All right, before we dive in next segment to these check engine light tips, this show is special because of you. And last show, Steve and I said, you know what? We're just, we, we want to make a difference. Yep. We are giving this scholarship. We're going to yep. put the program together. We're not quite ready to make the announcement nope. officially, but you guys. But it's have, going to happen. You guys have inspired us. We are going to find that money. Yep. And we're going to send someone who couldn't afford. Yep. To start a, I'm telling you, an amazing career as an automotive technician. That is going to happen. There you go. So keep listening to Wrench Nation for more details on that. We'll be back. JB from Bolton is going to join us in the next segment. We're talking how to handle your check engine light like a champion. That's Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870 with your hosts, Frank and Steve. Ah, uh, yes. Wrench Nation, another week here. It's already April 5th, Frank. The year is just blown by, isn't it? Moving and grooving. Weather's warming up. Not too bad so far. Just had that one week. You know, one week was a little yeah, warm. We're not, quite, but... we're not quite there. For our folks listening in California, if you guys are re-listening to this on the podcast, yes. Rock, thank you. We got a ton of folks on the coasts in Alaska, all over the place. All over the country, all over the world, actually. Yeah, so we appreciate you. And, you know, we're talking about check engine lights. It's yep. a big topic, you know, and people, it's anxiety. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of mechanics or, you know, automotive technicians, like a doctor, sometimes it's not that we're showing indifference, but right. we're like, oh, check engine light. Yeah, this is what we, and most what are, folks, what are the five most common things you see when there's a check engine light? Gas cap. Okay, that's number one. Number one. It's easy, sure. Now- should you fret and that? And the least serious. Least serious. Sure. Now, I, I want folks to know that's probably an evaporative emissions type fault. But I, I want to, and we're going to bring JB here in, in a minute. Okay. But I want folks, I want to back up a little bit. All right. This is really the psychology behind this. We get, you know, the, the car repair can get expensive. So what happens? Like you did. Right. You kind of delayed the old change or perhaps I was just an idiot. Well. I was an idiot. 
I know our listeners are like I knew smarter. I knew better, and most people are smarter than I was back twenty some years ago when I blew that engine. I'm just putting to the point that you know when that check engine light comes I'm on, smarter now. It, it's you, you guys have a little anxiety because you're like, oh, I got to get a mechanic, blah, 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 and and that sort of thing. But what I'm saying is, no matter what you do, don't delay. Now there's two ways, and the first way is sort of eh, open the door slightly to the problem. And most of you will go to your local parts store. Sure. And you're going to code pull it. Okay. They do that at parts stores? They do it for free. Okay. Now, I will tell you, that is not a guarantee. They are not ASC certified technicians either, right? I just had a guy in the garage. Yeah. And I I think we mentioned last week, but it's worthy of mentioning again, people. You don't want to throw parts at your ride. Sure. Remember that. You don't go to a doctor. He doesn't say, well, let's try the tibia, the fibia, kneecap. No, well, okay. Let me ask headphones. you this. Because cars have come so long, so far. Yeah. Okay, come a long way, and they're computers. Would you, would you try to fix your own computer? Because I got, sure would. Well, we're going to get Jeff Buckley on here because Jeff does amazing things with uh, communicating with all the computers. But um, I just want folks to know before we dive into the common causes and how to deal with it yeah. with that check engine light, the bottom line from this show is don't fear it, don't delay it. Check it sooner than later. Okay. Even if you if you, you you suspect something, you know I don't care if your uncle's a mechanic. I mean, is that something that years. you could hook up quick? Somebody could stop by, come uh, come to work a half hour early. The free code pull, yes, is a peace of mind. Okay. In other words, I'm going into the room. Right. I feel the door. It's not. It's not hot. There right. should be no fire behind that door. But you're not done. I mean, where do you plug into the car? There's a data link connector. Okay. This is fancy. Okay. Fancy stuff. And what year of cars do you see data link connectors in? Like well, starting we, when? We go back to early 80s. Really? Uh, uh, data link connectors? OBD1 had these connectors where really? you can... Now, some of the older, older cars, and for my mechanics listening, we always welcome you guys to call in sure. and tell us your experiences. But on the older cars, you had to kind of... It was like Morse code. You okay. had a computer, you had to turn a dial, wait two seconds, turn, and it would flash a green light or a red sure, light. Sure. Very primitive, however, sure. still had some effective. Had some data stream. Right. That, exactly. So um, now you mentioned gas cap. Yep. That's a common problem. Right. The good news is it's really not disastrous. Right. Now, I'll have you know, folks in my, my Seattle people, I don't want to call you tree huggers. But you're, you're, <laughs> we're probably going to get okay, some hate mail yes, over exactly. that one. That's all right. But with I'm a, on every morning, I do with it. With a gas cap, people, it's innocent. However, you're polluting. Oh. You are putting fuel vapors. Well, here in the valley where we have all this, you know, the smog. 100,000 cars in oh, Phoenix really. yep. or half a million cars in L.A. stuck in traffic. Yes. You guys have a check engine light and someone said it's a gas cap and you said, eh, I get to it. But that orange glow above you sure. that is surrounding right. the valley. Don't light a match. No, that's not good. <laughs> so be, be, look, we got to protect our environment. And I have one more tip on these fuel caps, okay. people. You got to go original equipment, which means you got to go to the dealer. The aftermarket caps can have some problems sure. without getting technical. Get yourself a factory gas Well, cap. now they're building it right into the door. People can't even steal your gas anymore unless they open your door. And there's some problems that's good. with oh, that. That's a problem. Oh, yeah, well, okay. design issues. Yeah. You're trying to work it out. Anytime you right. some change. So gas cap could be one of your check engine lights. People. On the phone with us, our old buddy JB from Bolt-On Technology. Hello, JB. What is happening, Hello, JB? gentlemen. Thanks for having me on board. Yeah, welcome back to Wrench Nation. Again, for anybody new or anybody who does not know, briefly, what is Bolt-On Technology? Bolt-On Technology is the new way of knowing what's wrong with your car. We have digital inspections. Okay. What it reminds me of is the fact when I was a service writer, 
customer wanted to know what we needed to fix, we could take them out to the shop and show them what's going on. Right. Well, our technology is the next step. We can send it to their home, send it to their phone, and they can look at it right there. We can show them exactly what's happening on, on their vehicle and give them a nice accurate description of what we found which helps you be a lot more involved in the process of getting your repair done because you're feeling like you know what i see it now i get it Mm -hmm. yeah definitely because when the customer takes ownership of that and has an understanding we've educated them they can make a real decision well here's a scenario we have people listening right now and they took their car into a garage and they said it needed a mass airflow sensor, and it was $600. Yeah. That garage gave estimate. Now $600 is $600. Your first time in the yep. garage, you, you're just not sure what to do. You then take it for a second opinion, and they find, and this is sort of on extreme ends of the planet, but they find a fuel cap. Now, in my mind, I just had this garage who just said, I need a fuel cap. The other one said $600 for this. Who do I trust? Well, this is the deal. And this is why I love the digital inspection. Now, you're at work. You're five miles away. You're not going to come into the... I mean, most people are not going to leave work to go look at a gas cap. Yeah, they don't have time to look. No, but if I get down with a picture and I'm building that relationship, I'm going to create a bit more transparency. So, um, both on technology, definitely you guys... uh, if you got a local garage not using digital inspections, get with the program because that's going to arm you up. So, you know, JB, you've been doing this for a while. Tell me. Yes, sir. Because this is another common problem. Spark plugs and wires. You get that misfire fault on that check engine light. Oh, definitely. You know, with the craziness of plugs lasting 100,000 miles, we all forget about them. We do. But we have to remember that they're in there and they're actually firing thousands of times a second. We're going down the highway. They're wearing out. They're going to cause all sorts of issues. Right. And we know that if one of the spark plugs starts misfiring, which means it's not firing off the fuel as it should, that cylinder is going to be pumping raw fuel back in the exhaust system, and the computer is going to go, what the heck? Exactly. <laughs> and and you guys listening, you know, even if you don't know what a spark plug is, I will tell you that you're going to have a hesitation. You're going to have a rough idle. Uh, accelerating is going to kind of fall on its face. It's almost like putting your sneakers on backwards. You may be able to walk, but it's not going to be that great. So understand that plugs and wires, JB, you hit it on the spot. A lot of us are set it and forget it. Well, I didn't know I had to open up this hood for 100,000 miles, right? So Mm -hmm. if you guys have a check engine light, a high percentage of you, especially if the check engine light is flashing, that means... That flashing. I've never seen a flashing one. It doesn't happen often. Right. But those of you listening, you may have had a check engine light on, and you're like, okay, I'll get it in the garage. And all of a sudden, it the check engine light got jealous because you didn't pay attention, and it starts to <laughs> then say, hey, listen, I'm flashing now, okay? That means we've got an active misfire, not always only plugs and wires, but typically ignition-related. And, JB, talk about that fuel. If we're not burning fuel, brother, what is that doing to our engine? Well, it's doing all sorts of crazy things, man. It's washing down the lubrication in the cylinder, right. and that makes the metal-to-metal contact, so we're wearing that cylinder out faster. And then as that stuff fills up the crankcase where the oil is, we don't want gas in the oil because it thins it out. Right. And then it starts to flow through the whole system, and the next thing you notice, as I mentioned earlier, it goes through the exhaust system. And unburned gas is not a happy person going through the exhaust system. No, it's not. It really isn't. So, again, guys, we're not preaching to you, but... 
uh, especially with a flashing check. And, and you'll know it, guys, because it's gonna you're going to have hesitation. The thing is going to sound like a Bronco that's been drinking tequila. I mean, it's going to be a bad day for that engine. And so that is more serious. I will tell you, if you guys experience the symptom and you have that flashing light, not only Shut is it down. serious, but JB hit it right on the spot. The idea is to minimize your wallet pain. You're going to damage other things uh, like the catalytic converter in the exhaust. JB, uh, you remember back in the day where spark plugs used to be like every 30,000 miles? Oh, boy, I do. That's when I came into the field. Yeah, and so I think some of the Dodges out there, the Hemis, you know, we convert them out of. Hemi, Dodge still has that got to go in every 30,000 miles. Hmm. Um, that's on paper. We still see that. Now, we convert them, since we're talking about spark plugs, right. into a more longer-life plug, uh, so the Iridium... Uh, spark plugs and so on so that they're not having to come in every 30k otherwise people if you're listening just for maintenance wise typically 80 to 100,000 miles yes however if the used car salesman said hey don't worry about these spark plugs even not for another 10 years don't listen to that <laughs> noise because that ain't happening <laughs> no right. doubt so yeah so you know we talked change engine lights we talked about those gas caps are kind of innocent um, there are a few other things that can happen, and since we, we dove right into unburned fuel from possibly you know, a spark plug not burning the fuel properly, you're going to have a potential... What's this airflow sensor thing? Well, the mass airflow sensor is another common problem, and I got good news for you people listening. This is where people are saying, well, Frank, my check engine light wasn't on, it came on after I got an oil change. Now, what's up with that? Okay. Why, uh, Frank? Why? Well, hear me out. Why, people. Frank? Why? why? Now, this <laughs> is. <you're> crazy. <laughs> Where's your crystal ball? <laughs> well, I, my wife's got it. Yeah. So, JB, you know this scenario. And I'll be honest with you guys. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect garage. But here's the gig. You go in for an oil change. And no drama. You got a car that's perhaps 25,000 miles. And, you know, part of the process is they're going to check the air filter. Now, if that air filter box where it lives, it's got its little nestled home and sure. it's got to seal up. If in the process of putting the filter back, they didn't tighten up, whether it be the air induction hose, it'll look like a little snorkel, or the box itself, you drive and within 50 miles, the check engine light pops on and you're like, wait a minute, it's not supposed to work like that. I just got an old change. It's supposed to be better, isn't it? And yep. so what I'm saying to you guys listening, and I know, JB, you've seen this. It's it come in your mm -hmm. garage. I know it has. Well, actually, here's something else. Forgetting to put the oil cap back on. Oh, yikes. Besides the fact oh. that it may spatter a bit of oil underneath the hood, yeah. that can trigger a check engine light because the extra air getting in it is not expected. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. So just yep. put your thinking caps. You guys listening to Wrench Nation. JB, you're a rock star, man. We always love having you on. Thanks, JB. Man. We appreciate you, yeah, brother. Man. Bolt-On Technology, boltontechnology.com to find a shop with Bolt-On. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you, guys. Take Have everybody. a great day. All right, lots of calls coming in. We'll be back with Buckley from Texas next on Reg Nation on the Pulse. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Wrench Nation Car Talk.
On 88.7 The Pulse. You got to know. Oh, guess who's on the phone from Texas? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Texas hold them. Mr. Jeff Buckley, hello, Jeff. Hello, Frank. What is happening, Mr. Midlothian, Texas. We got to love Mr. Jeff Buckley, man. I gotta, I'm just telling the world right now, Greg Buckley, if you're listening, Jeff Buckley <laughs> yeah. is one of our favorites, and we always love having you on, brother. Tell the people where you're calling from. Uh, we're down here in Texas, just south of Dallas, Midlothian, Texas. Yeah, and so what do you do? For, do you, like, what do you fix Tupperware? What do you do for a living? <laughs> Tell the people. Just like you, Frank, I work on cars for a living. We try to fix them up, keep them running, and keep people happy. And if you guys are in Texas, uh, a warm hug. Uh, you got to go check out, uh, you know, Jeff Buckley's a champion. Um, but Just Jeff, stop by and say hi. Just stop by and say hi. <laughs> Why not? I'm sure he's got an old school coffee pot. You guys can sit and have a little coffee. And, <laughs> and uh, we love having you on. We're talking check engine lights. And, you know, we talk technology. I know I'll probably raise some hairs uh, with everyone listening, a lot of our mechanics and technicians out there, uh, when we said free code pull, that really probably raised some hairs. Doesn't everybody do a free code pull? Well, Jeff's going to set us straight, and I'm going to introduce Jeff by telling you guys, Jeff does a lot of technical uh, deciphering of data. He fixes cars right. They get complicated. Jeff, tell us about the Molly. You got a, you got a piece of equipment in your garage it is computer. Tell us about how you're diagnosing these damn computers out well, there. Well, you know, the, uh, when you're talking about they, they go to the, uh, up to the parts houses and they read the codes, you know, and, and you have to remember. Is that bad? Houses. Is that, I mean, that going to help me, reading parts, codes? Parts houses uh, sell parts. Are you sure about that? And then, like you said, you know, then sometimes people are throwing, uh, throwing parts at their car. Right. Really, it needs to be diagnosed because you have to understand the, all the systems, just like, you know, you were saying with the, the gas cap that can that can trigger the light. All Tell the me about the systems. I got people listening right now. All the uh, way to the to the to the blinking light, and and we have the Molly Tech Pro, which is actually the fastest on the market right now. When and it doesn't just do a check engine; it'll actually scan the entire vehicle. So hold on a minute. For, Let's slow it down because of other problems. <laughs> Jeff. Slow it down a little bit. I want to tell the people, because you said it is going to scan the systems. A lot of us don't understand what is creeping under the hood, under carriage, inside the cab of that vehicle. Could you describe what is happening when an engine's running good? What takes place? Are there how many are there computers? What do we got under this hood here running well, this show? Well, like when you go up to the uh, parts house and they and they want to read your check engine, they're basically looking at one of the computers on your vehicle. Ch- and mm-hmm. it used to be we had one big computer uh, on on the vehicle that ran everything. Yeah. The but engine you know, control you, module or power control module. Yes, that's right. And and you've talked about so many times about how many lines of, of bid and, and all the different data and stuff that, that these vehicles have. And so they actually have to have several computers now. And when I say several, there can be anywhere from uh, 8 to 25 computers, and they call them modules now instead of saying, okay, well, this computer and that computer. They'll call it a body control module. They'll call it the PCM. They'll call it the tra- uh, transmission module. But it has to look at each of those, and some people don't really understand now that because they're talking to each other, that, that these modules are uh, different parts, you know, the transmission running can affect how the engine's running. The engine running can, can affect how the transmission is shifting. 
And uh, so when I, I go into my parts house and I and I say, hey, I got a check engine light. Um, can you tell me what's wrong? You're you're saying some pretty important stuff here. We're not always communicating with all the modules, correct? Cor- correct. And and you know that's what the Molly Tech Pro does. As it scans the entire vehicle and looks at every one of the modules, every one of the computers, every one of the systems. And, you know, sometimes you'll go in, and a perfect example is today must have been critter day today because we had three vehicles in here that came in with the check engine lights on. And the uh, critters had gotten into the wiring, and so if you had gone up and and, uh, had your your computer read, your check engine light read, and one of them uh, would have said the uh, intake air temperature, which is uh-huh. like you're talking about the uh, the air filter. Well, as that air is filtered and it comes in, there's a sensor that actually reads the temperature of that air coming in. That's part air. of air fuel management. Keep that optimum fuel efficiency, right? Right. And so the 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 creditors had chewed on that wire. So the check engine light said that that sensor was bad, uh-huh. and in, in reality it wasn't. The sensor was just fine. The critters had just chewed up the wires. So you said it straight. Now, uh, I've got a surprise for us. The Godfather music's on. It's because we got from Detroit. Who do we got? It's Billy Knuckles from Detroit. Billy Knuckles is bringing it. Yeah, the want... Godfather. Hello, hey. Bill. <laughs> hey, 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 guys, your, your call screener is amazing. I called her. And I said, hi, this is Jeff Buckley from Texas. And uh, she, said, you're, she, said, she said, you're not charismatic enough to be Jeff Buckley. Oh, God. I said, then, I said, then I said, it's Greg Buckley. She said, you're not smart enough. Oh, <laughs> gosh, oh, look then, out. And then I said, it's Bill Nadel from Interstate Auto. Okay, she said, you sound just desperate enough to be him. All right, well, well listen, we, 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 got a, we got a lot of folks listening, and we're, we're diving into these check-ins. All over the lights. country. All Texas, over the country. Detroit. So, Billy Knuckles, you're seen in the garage. I came into your garage, and I said to you, hey, I went to such and such. They code pulled. I need I need my oxygen sensor replaced. What what is that? Is that a problem if I tell you what? Like I need my oxygen sensor replaced. I already got a code pull. It, it gets better than that, guys. Oh, I have people people that'll call up and they'll say I got a, a, a said oxygen sensor failure code. And what I say to folks, and you guys know this is as much as anybody else does, there's no code that's ever been devised that will tell you that the part is bad. It will give you a circuit. It will always say circuit failure high, EGR flow low, whatever. Right. It will say circuit. It will never, ever, it can't identify. Because what it can't do is it doesn't know that the little varmint had chewed through the wiring. And ah, we've got an open I or like that. or short circuit or what have you, right? So, Jeff, you said that. Jeff Buckley, you said, in theory, the code was for air temp sensor. But further investigation by a season guy, you didn't just throw an air temp sensor, you repaired a wire, correct? Correct, correct. And, and just like he's talking about, like when you say uh, you get an oxygen sensor failure and the people say, well, it only happens when I start it up and after it runs down the road, you know, it runs, it runs fine. And, and, you know, well, why do I need to replace my oxygen sensor? Because the car runs fine. And again, it comes back to emissions, like you're talking about the people out there in California with the orange glow over the head, <laughs> that maybe the heated part of that O2 is not operating when the vehicle is first started. So it's complicated, people. Is that yeah, what you It's complicated. So, so that's the deal. That's the reason I got why. a question. A lot of people listening, guys, uh, Billy Knuckles and Mr. Jeff Buckley out of Midlothian, how much should I spend to have a seasoned mechanic 
an automotive technician to diagnose my car so I don't waste money. How much would I expect to pay, guys? Well, Go ahead. Let me, here's the answer. This is what I'm telling my customers now because they don't understand the difference between zero and, and, and a diagnosis. So what we tell folks now is, why don't you bring it in? Let's take a look under the hood for free. And then after we have a conversation, after I explain to you what's involved in us having to diagnose this here, and when you said complicated, complicated is correct, but it doesn't have to be expensive. That's the difference. We A lot of times people think complicated means expensive. Yeah. Not necessarily. You know what's complicated? is me throwing $800 worth of parts in this thing, having bought them from the store, and I can't return them. That's yeah. complicated. Yeah. And you're, I tell you, you got some spirited animation, but I need a video from your garage. We need a video statement from you, Billy Knuckles. <laughs> with, 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 my, with my Avenged Nation goggles on. I love it. So, you know, uh, again, remind our listeners, we've got uh, Bill Nalu out of uh, Interstate Auto Care and, of course, Jeff Buckley out of uh, Midlothian, my father's certified shop. Um, you can find these both these guys if you're in the neighborhood. They're online. And, and the thing I think you guys are kind of suggesting... Be careful because it's not like years ago where you could kind of tinker around. You could really spend a whole lot more money if you're not fully testing what's wrong, correct? Well, yes, and then and, and the other thing, like you say, if they're going to, you know, start testing and diagnosing and they break out the, uh, the old test light and they hook it up to the 12-volt battery and, and they don't understand that a lot of these systems are running on a 5-volt circuit and they plug that 12 volts in and all of a sudden uh, it spikes and the old one yeah. saying was uh the, the magic smoke comes out of the box uh-oh <laughs> i've had plenty of those calls you know what guys i want to just say is a lot of times you know when we're talking about this stuff the, the consumer thinks wow you know it's all on me i gotta figure all this out here's the other part of this is i think it also it's incumbent on us professionals to break it down for the consumers because here's they're being bombarded. I love this. I gotta clap that right there. I gotta clap that. This is the problem. Will you, Bill, you hit it on the head. We got a lot of people listening from all over, including including some parts of South Africa. They drive down there too, down in Johannesburg. And I think, Bill, you gave us the biggest takeaway, and that is it is up to us. You know, we can't come across to preach to people. That's not what this show is about. Right. I think we don't do a good enough job. We do make it complicated. And we do. It, it's fearful for people. It was for me. It's fe- You get you scared. You're worse than. And they had a study. You guys heard the study? You'd rather be sitting in a dentist chair yep. or seeing an attorney before you want to go see that local mechanic. <laughs> well, that, that's what your job is. Uh, that's what your show does is, is it shares the knowledge. And, and by getting all these, uh, uh, all these technicians on here, like myself, like Bill, like Greg, then we're able to share our knowledge, and that's what our job is every day is when the customer comes in, is to try to educate the customer, try to tell them why, yeah, that sounds like a good deal, go over here and get this thing done. And imagine if somebody, if a customer came in and said, this is what's wrong, fix it, you just said, oh, okay, and you just pulled it out, fixed it, and it didn't work. Oh, yeah, no, that's not good. (laughs) It's like, well, that's what you said it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, go ahead, Bill. Before the send-off, I just want to say for the record, I answered the survey. Jeff Buckley is definitely the smarter and better-looking of the two Buckley <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, all right, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys calling in, and we'll do this again. A lot of fun, and just to remind our listeners, if you're out of Detroit, go visit Interstate Auto Care. Billy and Knuckles. Billy Knuckles, Mr. Bill Nalu, and, of course, we got uh, the wonderful Jeff Buckley uh, out of Midlothian, Texas, just right outside of Dallas. Thanks, guys. Talk Thank to you, you next guys. time. Uh, we're here. back with more on 88.7 The Pulse. Coming up, we have got the biggest, the most complicated and frustrating check engine light of all. Oh, my goodness. Find Hold out on what it is. Seats, people. Don't get it. Go anywhere. It's coming up next on Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse. Wrench Nation Car Talk on 88.7 The Pulse. This is Wrench Nation on 88.7 The Pulse. Always your calls to it. 480-655-8870. If you have any calls or questions about anything happening to your car that you don't understand, Frank is here. The experts from all over the country are here. And we're about to bring another one in. Yeah, I think we're bringing another one in. It's time to bring in our blue hen of Delaware, Mr. Greg Buckley. Hello, Greg. <laughs> Welcome back to Wrench Nation. How you doing this week? Yeah, man. I'm doing fine, Steve. Greg, it's been, uh, I missed you guys last week. You know, I just, you are, uh, you are, country side here, you know, and you are one busy hen out in Delaware. You're busy. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, my goodness, B- B- Buckley's talk straight, talk straight into that phone. We're kind of losing you a little bit. Are we losing you? How, how's that sound? Much better. Oh, much, much better. better. Good yes. deal. All right, that's better. That's good. That's good. All right, so, Greg, we were talking these, these check engine lights. And just to recap, to kind yeah. of get folks caught up, we talked about a little gas cap action. Uh, yeah. Not as serious. However, you do, you're polluting the environment, so mm-hmm. don't be that individual. Well, you're, you won't pass emissions. You won't that pass happening. emissions, right? You right? You're right. We you're also right. gave you the tip that you want to make sure with those gas caps that you, you kind of have to go factory to the dealer. You have to market, yep. and there's a high risk that that light could come back on, so don't chase your tail. Start with factory original equipment. We also talked about a flashing check engine light. That check engine light got jealous. It was on steady. Then it started oh. flashing, and that could be oh, ignition. Uh, bottom line is that is more serious. Your engine will start yeah. chugging and hesitating and, t- and all kinds Super of dangerous. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Very costly. Exactly. Uh, and it is dangerous. You know, we didn't cover danger yeah. here. I'm not trying to put fear into our amazing audience out there, you guys listening. But if you do have a check engine light and it's stumbling and you get into that intersection and make that steer on, you know, that that could be a problem. So just be cautious and don't be fearful. And yep. we got uh, Mr. Greg Buckley out of Delaware. You rock. We're talking about check engine lights. Now, mm-hmm. we saved the best for last because I need help because the stuff <laughs> is about to get flow chart test like, oh, my goodness, Uh-oh. special equipment. Uh, and those are and if you guys are listening, you may have been in the garage where it may have started as a gas cap. And uh, that was an evaporative leak and then you yeah. fix that and then it evaporate continued and we're talking about evaporative emissions leaks your car won't have symptoms have you no, had a few of these have you had a few of these in the in the garage greg i know you have yeah we have i mean you know it's, it's and as cars get older frank you know these evaporative emissions start to get more common and what the evaporative evaporative emissions is? Yeah, what is that? It, it, it actually contains the the fumes from inside the tank. Fuel vapor allows them to yeah. burn. Yeah, the vapors, and instead of letting them go up into the atmosphere and causing all kinds of environmental havoc, you know they're contained and they're and they're burned and they're properly channeled to actually be used, you know, as as combustion. So you know it, it's it's containment. And when that containment doesn't happen, then that's when the check engine light will come on. Well, there's a series of 
I kind of like explain it like gateways. You know, from the, the fuel, the, the vapors will be contained in one way. Then there's a couple of valves that open up. Or so you're talking plumbing. Up. It's like the plumbing yeah, in my house. Plumbing. There's switches Absolutely. and yeah, valves. Right. and it's yeah. It's plumbing. Yeah, yeah, straight up, it's plumbing. And it's and filtering the fuel vapor, yeah? Right. Okay. Exactly. Now, one of the things, a great tip for the Ranch Nation audience is when you fill up your tank, please don't top it off. Oh, Let very good point. Go what happens? Why Why should we do that? What happens is it's almost like acid reflux. Oh. You get that fuel that comes up, it goes into the evaporative side, into <laughs> that vent tube that goes back into the charcoal canister. Not good. It to create some havoc and some... Put some really bad stuff in there, and before you know it, you cost yourself some money. So now, hold on a minute. Off. Hold on a minute. You just said <laughs> you could potentially have a gas tank that will burp back up at you. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, my. We don't want to no. We don't want a burping gas tank. When, those, when that tank shuts off, if you, go, you let it go. Don't try to squeeze that last little penny. Don't try to go there from $39.99 to $40 even. Right. Don't look at it that way. Just let it be, let it rest. So that can damage, that can damage that system. Um, That can damage the system, yes it can. And I will tell you, some of you guys may have had that symptom. Let's speak on this, Greg, because a lot of our listeners, they came from the gas station, and within 10 miles, there's that scenario, the check engine light came on, and, uh, you know, they went to the place, and they said, oh, code pull free, yeah, tighten up the gas cap. They tightened it up, they reset it, two days later, it comes back on, and what you're saying is they topped it off. They, they, they went yeah, way yeah, above it. Yeah, you have a habit of topping it off. Right, you have a habit of topping it off. And what that does, that allows raw liquid fuel to get into that charcoal canister, and that canister can start to deteriorate. And when it deteriorates, that's when the, that's when the problems can begin. So you it's guys listening, I've got to paint a picture. So guys, think about your filter at home, right? So, you know, the air is coming through the vents, and you change that filter to keep it nice and happy. Now, if you got liquid in that filter, that's a problem. And, and a lot of times you can smell that, correct? You probably smell yeah, some can. fuel. Yeah. 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 Um, hey, so, Greg, have you seen yeah. in the garage, for some of our listeners that have done this topping off, the check engine light came on, and then it sputtered. Couldn't we suck fuel in an area to the engine where we're really not supposed to get fuel? Mm, well, I mean, there could be some rare cases like that, but, you know, when you're talking evaporative emissions, it's just not circulating properly. I mean, this, when the system fails, there's there's issues where, you one, you're losing miles per gallon. Gotcha. Right? There's an effect on PG. you know, yeah. when you have an open in the fuel tank where those vapors are escaping, remember, fuel evaporates very quickly. So when you sit overnight, you get done filling your tank up. If you have a and open or a hole in that system, and you're letting fumes come out, you are just letting your fuel just evaporate the thin air. Wow. And it's doing nothing for your miles per gallon. So that's like so, throwing money away. You know, it's bad. bad yeah. stuff. And I read somewhere, and, and Greg probably set me straight on the statistics, but it comes <laughs> out to something like it, it's you could spend a couple hundred dollars a year with a leaky gas cap. Is that correct? Yes, in gas Absolutely. mileage. And that's a big, yeah. that's a nice dinner somewhere for a fancy you know, anniversary, and, and, yeah, for sure. It is. And, and Frank, you know, your listeners, Ranch Nation, look, listen, if you're listening, do yourself a favor. Be observant. Take a look at your fuel cap. Look at it. If you see any cracks around that black little O-ring around where it screws into the neck, 
So they're looking at the rubber. They're looking at the rubber. That's like a rubber. Okay, and then they want to make sure there's no cracks. And let me ask you: if I got one of those clickety clickities, do I need to make sure it clickety clickies every time after the fill? Okay, make it click click three times. That's a little so. May I think they designed it for dummies like me who said, "Okay, it's tight, it's clean." You just have to remember that song once, twice, three times, <laughs> lady. Now let me ask you something: Have you seen these? Yeah. These uh, I think I can say the Ford Explorer, the fifteen Ford Explorer, and many other newer vehicles have the door. You don't have a gas cap. Yeah, I have that on the. Yeah, I have that on the Transit. So, is there anything special about that door? Do I need to do any? Do I just? What do I do with that door? I don't have a gas cap. Well, you know, it's one of those. Uh, pressurized, not pressurized, but it's one of those things where you insert the nozzle and that breaks the seal. When you remove the nozzle, the seal is retained. Now, I don't think there's enough uh, enough history yet to see if that's going to create a problem in the future. Yeah, we don't know. Well, that's kind of new technology. Too early to yeah. tell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, so, may re- we may be replacing fuel necks in the future that incorporate that. Right. But up until then, you know, it seems like a, a, a pretty... Um, what do you call... Uh, it's kind of... Uh, uh, we're testing. We're seeing if it's going to work. In yeah, experimental. Yeah. yeah. So let me say yeah. to the folks listening, because, Greg, you talked about the evaporative emissions failure. We test that real quick, because we're getting ready to wrap it up. We test that by smoke testing, because we can't smoke see testing. fuel vapor. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, so sure. if you go into a garage, guys, expect you're going to have a little test fee. And I got to tell you, the evaporative emissions are complicated. We can't see fuel vapor. Right. We have to check no. solenoids and check valves. So... You'll get a smoke test, and they'll check that out. Greg Buckley, you rock, brother. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Greg. The Blue Hand of Kentucky. We'll see here. Kentucky, Delaware. Hey, I think he's going to. Not Kentucky. I'm hungry for chicken. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See see you next time, Greg. Well, all right. Yes. The Wrench Nation Wild and Wacky News on Wheels. Well, KFC on the brain, don't I? tell you what, we always tell you, no drinking and driving and definitely no drugging and driving. And if you drive a truck for a living, you better stop it right now. I got to tell you, this truck drove nonstop, Steve, from Seattle to uh-huh. Massachusetts. That's a long ways. One way, nonstop, and it was fueled by some methamphetamines, LSD, cocaine, all kinds of stuff. He and was it, or the car was? No, the, this dude drove nonstop. Nonstop, never slept. Coast to coast. Wow. And and so, pull, you know, the cops came, they pulled him over, they said, it looks like uh, he wasn't resting properly, and certainly we had an inkling that he was doing some drugs, <laughs> to say the least. I'm thinking of a cartoon of a guy with his eyes all crackly oh, and his gosh. hair all up. Like, so, ah. A big shout out to our truck drivers. We know that you guys are the safest on the road, and this is a minority of you, but man, stay away from that goofiness, and coast to coast ain't right on those kind of things. It's not happening. That's going to do it for Wrench Station this week. Of course, Wrench Station on Facebook, on Twitter, and Wrench Station dot tv anytime you can go there and of course join us every wednesday here at 4 p.m on 88.7 the pulse and i gotta tell you if you're listening to the ipad itunes pod bean soundcloud you guys rock you're catching it on the replay give us a comment let us know what kind of show you'd like to see in the future and please give us a hug give us a review we could sure use it and as i always tell you people every week be safe hug each other and always hug a mechanic